0: Are we doing our countdown? Nope. Nope, we are live. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get our countdown up in time. I was trying to put it on. So we're live on reckless speculation and early entry. <laughs> <laughs> get our countdown. And uh, of course, not joining us yet, Raj Mehta. Boys, what are we going to do with Mr. Late Raj?
1: Well, I'm gonna bet your nuts every week on that. Raj is gonna be late, and we're gonna start taking a pull here.
2: Hey, if uh, what we need to do is inst- uh, install the John Coughlin rule, if uh, if you show up on time, you're 15 minutes late. So he'd be 20 minutes late at least every show. We're
0: gonna have to come up with a good practical joke to play on at some point. Uh, but Robbie, you before we get around to everybody, Robbie, you have breaking news right now as we get there.
2: Um, yes, so uh, I'm not the source of this information, but the Twitter machine uh seems to announce it. But yeah, Notre Dame has hired their defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Um, we'll get into uh, that in a little bit about good move, bad move, uh, great move, idiotic move. Uh, A little bit of everything, but that seems to be official. Um, Word is the players really wanted him. The commits were weighing whether to transfer or not, and everyone seemed to be on board with the athletic director. And so as we stand, yeah, Notre Dame has its coach.
0: Also, Robbie, um, and we'll get into that a little more. and We'll probably touch this later, too. And – I think this is a tragedy. It's really not a part of the show. But I really think this has a opportunity to affect the future of Major League Baseball. We are about four hours from a lockout in Major League Baseball, guys. I think any kind of work stoppage, any kind of ridiculousness that gets to the spring, they gotta get this solved. Baseball's in enough trouble as it And is, isn't it, guys? Brandon.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um they've got to fix it and fix it quick i mean we just saw you know one of my favorite world series i've seen in in a long time and if you're not bringing fans back in at this point and i mean you you've got to fix this because you're you're on that you know side of top of the fence where you can go one way or another and if, if you don't fix it and and get fans back in uh you're in big trouble
0: Robbie, it was a great World Series. A lot of eyes on the product. I thought baseball had a great moment. All that can be wiped out. You can't even sign free agents. The Braves don't have to be done with Freddie Freeman. He's he's locked out until after this.
2: Of all the criticism that I've given baseball since this show has started, they were in the negotiating room for seven minutes before they walked out at an impasse. Do you know how hard that is to be that stubborn and, and just come there without good faith? And what really bothers me, these are billionaires fighting with millionaires. And I do not know the intricacies of it, how this trickles down to minor league. If that I was too young when the, the last lockout, I don't does that lock does that shut down all baseball? Like are the it lookouts does. gonna have a season mm-hmm. if they all, that, all, all after 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 COVID and after them missing all this these seasons, this wasted time and all this money they just put into these things. And for these millionaires and billionaires to be so I get it, everyone wants to make money, everyone has their right to do that, and everyone has their negotiating position, but come in good faith to come in there seven minutes, and if you if you shut this down, um, yeah, college football, the NFL, blood's in the water. And they recovered last time. But if you lose your fan gate, you've already lost your huge TV ratings for the regular season. If you lose that fan gate, um, everyone's losing a lot of money on this.
0: I went through the last baseball lockout, and I'll tell you to the point that that occurred in 94. I was a season ticket holder for the Braves. Did I make all 82 games? No. But did I make 40? Yes. Did When I didn't go, did my friends, like, you guys, you were too young at the time, but I would, my network of friends, somebody was at every game. Uh, my buddy, Brett, who lives in Atlanta, just texted me today. He goes, if they lock this out right now, they're about to lose another generation of baseball fans. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can afford it. 94, it really took Cal Ripken breaking the, uh, the, the single-game uh, streak of Joe DiMaggio in 95, then Sosa and McGuire in '98. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that may save the game at the time.
2: That's what brought me back was that home run chase, and and and, and well, brought me back is a strong word. I still, you know, I'm happy the Braves won the World Series, Um, but yeah, I mean, I would consider I'm a floater fan. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just that damage is still done for me. Um, And I was 10 when it happened, but. Yeah, to 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 miss a season for just no reason. Like, every other league has billionaires and millionaires fighting it out, and they all get it together. Um, Look what what it did to the NHL. The NHL, it crushed the NFL, or, I'm sorry, NHL for uh, a decade. And Mm -hmm. with everyone's attention span shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, uh, baseball can't do this.
0: All right, guys, we're going to move on to a regular show, but I was going to throw one more thing out with baseball. Has the NBA now moved into – my theory is where we live, it's NFL football, college football, college basketball, NBA, and MLB. It's about the fifth kitchen getter around here. But in the world, in the U.S., coast to coast, I think the NBA is clearly past MLB is the second most popular sport. How about you guys?
2: Brandon?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I watch way more NBA than I do in MLB. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, maybe I I played college baseball, but I also played basketball in high school. I realized, you know, I'm five foot nothing. I'm not, not going to make anything out of that, so – but but playing the sport and and watching it and watching NBA, I mean, these guys are so athletic and it, and it's just it's another level. Um, i I really enjoy watching NBA, um, you know, especially back in the day, you know when Jordan and you know that whole run. Uh, obviously he's the goat. There's no question there, so I'll leave it at that.
0: Robbie, you are you are the guy here. On that yeah. subject,
2: uh, yeah, I mean clearly, the NFL's leaps and bounds. I think, I think still nationwide, I think college football is above NBA, but yeah, NBA has surpassed uh, Major League Baseball, and partly is because well, one, like Branson, said, the, the athletes are incredible. You get to know the players; they they get to have fun out there, and man, uh, you have Turner does such a great job. You have like you'll 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 stay on TNT during halftime to watch Barkley, Shaq, Kenny and Ernie. Like they're just fun and they just they aren't, you know, overly serious and they're just entertain. It's it. Sports is entertainment and the NBA has got that way more than baseball has. Baseball will will not embrace. It's an entertainment industry. That
0: and I also think baseball has lost its foothold in the inner city of America. You don't oh, yeah. go, you don't go inner city and find baseball fields anymore. You don't find great players. You don't find a Dave Winfield who chose uh, MLB over football and basketball. You just don't have those, and, and the great players are not American. I mean, I love the Braves run, but it was led by. Of course, Freddie Freeman, and then Solera, Julio All these guys were Latin American, so it really has lost an American feel to it. To me.
2: So, yeah, well, I think I think one of the things about that is every not every kids these days, athletes these days, you parents, coaches, they look and see what are your best attributes. Like Brandon just said, he was pro- maybe better at basketball than he was at baseball. But, hey, you look – hey, you're 5'8", five 5'9". Five you, you can't you, – no, there's no sense wasting time playing basketball. You go to the sport you're most likely to make it in. And that's what these kids do. Like Allen Iverson, he said it recently, he was much better at football. He was – he liked football more. But at that time, a six-foot quarterback couldn't—they wouldn't draft him. Now it's changed; he may be drafted. But so they—they they focus all your attention to basketball, and that's what these kids are doing. They—if because who knows who's going to be good at baseball? You know, at age twelve, and by twelve, you're—you're—if you're athletic and you got those kind of gifts, they're pushing you to one sport, and you're focusing on that. So before yeah. we
0: get to college football, I will say I did talk to someone that recruited Allen Robinson as a football player, and he said he was Michael Bick before he was Michael Bick.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So, yes, he would have been an NFL player. Shane, you had something to add to finish this up there.
1: No, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, also, you got to look at the longevity of, of the sport you're choosing, too, you know, nowadays. Like, you look at um, – which is actually baseball is one of them. Uh, baseball mm-hmm. makes – some of the biggest contracts, which I'm sure we'll get into later, Uh, you make some of the most money in the longevity of the sport. Uh, You know, football, uh, you know, you guys – you got guys retiring – running backs retiring at 28, 32. Uh, I mean, that's just – the longevity is just not there. And, you know, they might have made, you know, 50 mil in their stint. um, But you got people making – $230 $230 million, uh, you know, on a six-year contract or something in baseball or basketball or, you know, so I think – and even golf. I mean, golf's a, a longevity sport as well. Yeah. Um, so you got yeah. you got to take that into account too, you know, with your attributes and, you know, your athleticism. Um, I, I would err towards looking at, you know, what you can play the longest to make the most money out.
2: It's a lot longer road to get to the pros in baseball than the other sports. It is. It's
1: same as golf. Golf and yeah. baseball, it takes a long time to get there. But once you do, I mean, the longevity of it is is there. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, look at the Titans. I mean, they've got guys we're pulling off the streets right now, uh, warm bodies just to
2: show up. So the the, be- the best deal about the baseball contracts is not only are they fully guaranteed, but they're later in your career. So instead of being – Rich is rich AF when you're 20 or 21. You're rich af when you're 26, right. 27. Hopefully you have you a little paid, bit more maturity on what yeah, to you pay, You paid your dues. What is it?
1: Yeah. Uh was it Bobby Vanilla
2: Day that we
3: call oh, every yeah. year? Yeah, yep. still getting
2: a million That's a it. year. I'm surprised Rod, the Mets didn't
3: have them off before that.
2: Welcome so, to my the show. Man.
3: Oh hey.
1: Hey, hey, how's now, it going, buddy?
3: A- actually, you want to see how big of a dumbass oh, a moron I am. When you have Gmail, you know how if it's in a thread, it's the same one. So I inadvertently clicked on last week's thread. So I'm just sitting there going,
2: hmm mm-hmm,
3: Randall must not be. And then I looked, it said I thought ended, he told
2: like it, it hour, was the same one every week.
3: Yeah, but it comes up; it's not the same one. It's a new link. And so when I looked, I'm like, Oh, you dumb dumb. And so then I finally was able to get in, but I was just toiling my thumbs like. Man, they just must really not want to talk to me today.
2: <laughs> well, two things can be true. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. <clears throat> oh, just talking a little. So, um, baseball lockout baseball. and everything. Uh, yeah. Randall said he was uh, had some internet connection issues. Uh, w- weird. So, uh, I'll I'll take charge and kind of narrate or navigate uh first thing we're going to talk about and uh chain has his osu shirt on so let's talk about the game well, I thought you are
3: going to talk about scherzer and how stupid but, the mets are but sorry let's go back to <laughs> the big it's game about to be a
2: lockout We'll they, get there anyway. so um brandon we'll start with you michigan ohio state what happened thoughts takeaways Oh, thoughts.
1: I've got so many. Um, I could spend an hour on this topic. So I hate to say it, but first off, we got out coached. Um, we, it, and I, I never thought I've Harbaugh that was before. that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Especially after the Michigan State debacle, but we did, we got out coached. Um, They just dominated the line, man. I mean, both sides of the ball. Um, We all of a sudden tried to establish some kind of run game. Uh, We're one of the top, if not the top passing offense in the country. And we, you know, we've got third and sevens, third and nines, and we're trying to run the ball that that's just a whole nother thing, but you know, their defensive pass rush was, was all over us. Um, they ran the ball down our throats. It was like, they watched the Oregon film and Ryan day did not. Carrie uh, Combs did not, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here in a nickel and dime package trying to protect pass. And they're taking chunk yards, seven yards a game, uh, running the ball down our throats. And we, I just could not fathom why we would not put eight men in the box, play man-to-man, and let, let's go. Like, put your pass rushers up there. It, it just – it was sickening to watch. It, it looked like, you know, week two all over again. And, yeah, I just – oh, man. I was, I was upset for sure. Um, we were a I'm little sorry. worried about you in your basement.
0: Off. I, I want to I jump in here. Um, <laughs> after we got Raj on, it knocked the server out. So when you're late, sometimes you just put us down. So you're welcome. welcome <laughs> Raj. Every week, knocking us out, hey. but it's okay. Uh, I, appeared well, I, on the, I, I, I appeared on one of the Big Ten shows before the game, Brandon, and I'd like to get your opinion along with everybody else. I call this a bell cow game for Michigan, for Harbaugh. Do you think there was some motivation for Michigan that Ohio State just got to the point where they felt like they could roll the football out and beat Michigan? And Michigan game with just – sometimes you show up that right attitude and you play hard. And to me, as not a Michigan or Ohio State fan, watching it from a box in <clears throat> Neyland Stadium, I just felt like Michigan played harder and with more desire than Ohio State.
1: I think uh, as you watch the game overall, Michigan did. Um, I don't think so in in the first half. I think it was – it was a battle. Um, I don't think you were on here. I said uh, for the first time ever in my life, and it makes me sick to my stomach, but Harbaugh out-coached Ryan Day. Um,
0: he definitely adjusted
1: and we did not we did the same <coughs> like it just it, it completely baffled me larry johnson uh, i mean i don't know what he was doing i don't know what Kerry combs was doing we're sitting in a nickel and dime package the whole day and and not eight men in the box stopping the run i mean uh, what's his name i can't even remember his name ran for 165 yards and five touchdowns on us. I mean it was it was the Oregon game, week two all over again. Made me sick my stomach. I watched it twice. I cried both times almost so you know.
0: Robbie were you able to- <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah so I uh I'm assuming you asked were I able to watch it what I thought. I'll tell you. Um I was able to watch most of it. I got home, I think, a little bit, um, maybe through the first quarter, coming back from the Knoxville basketball game. Um, my first thoughts were, and I think our group chain, our fantasy group chain, was everyone big on Ohio State. So my first thoughts was, was wow, didn't see this coming. And then the more I watched the game, um, yet Harbaugh just essentially said, We're going to do what Oregon did and see if they're going to change. And they did exactly what Oregon did. We're going to keep running. If you don't alter what you're doing and you're giving us the play, we're going to keep taking it over and over and over again. And that's what they did. And I had, and this is going to be a theme. when We get to the next game of our day. Like, like, Oregon, or Ohio State showed us kind of who they were during the Oregon game, and it just took Michigan to replicate that same philosophy. A lot of other teams could have did. They just tried to line up. And, uh yeah, I agree. I think Ryan Day is a hell of a coach. I'm not still not sold at Harbaugh in college. But, man, yeah, I mean, he just came with a better game plan. And I, I don't know if it was the, the line of scrimmage, Michigan dominated both sides. But I don't think it was effort. I think it was just schematics. Yeah.
0: Raj Mehta, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. That Big Ten battle, that Big Ten battle, that really, to me, uh, and I think Robbie made the point, I had christened, and in a text with Shane, I had christened Ohio State, the national champion. I thought they were playing the best football anybody in the country. But I guess that's the reason we sit up here and talk about it, Don't go. What was your gut impression?
3: Absolutely. I was uh, with family up in Knoxville, scenic Knoxville. And uh, what I did see, I was floored. Um, I also thought it would be one versus two. May as well write them in Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, I was obviously wrong. It looked like they had switched jerseys. Um, Michigan had way less penalties. Ohio State had 10. I think Michigan had three or four. Uh, Michigan had 294 yards rushing to 64. And it looked like Maurice Claret and uh, Trey Sermon and Jim Otis, Robert Smith, Beanie Wells. uh, Looks like all those guys. It looked like Ohio State football. Eddie George, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Archie Griffin, but that's what it looked like. They just ground and pounded him. I, and I saw some scheme stuff, but they just ran there over. Um, Hassan Hackins was a beast, uh, 28 for 169 yards. If you can run and win the line of scrimmage and just run over people, chew up clock, and not have penalties or turn the ball over, you're going to win. Another interesting fact that I saw is, uh, C.J. Stroud had another good game, uh, statistically. I don't know what their third down conversions were, but he threw the ball 49 times. His average yards per pass was 8, 8.0. Michigan, who had like 200 yards total, their crummy quarterback's average yards per pass was 9.5. So Stroud isn't risking anything. He's not throwing anything downfield, nor do you have to with those three receivers. Uh, but he's just dumping it and be like, all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, so He's not making throws that are going to, you know, change the game. He's he's not making anything downfield. Uh, and Michigan knew that. They were just sitting on it. Yeah, you can have your 10 yards here, but not that there. And I can't believe Harbaugh coached him, but he did. I was shocked.
2: Hey, by, by the Cheers. way – everyone uh i just want to say thank you to raj he bought bought all of my pre-dinner drinks friday night we were having double i think vodka and sodas i believe is what it was but i want to ask a question because you were about 30 to 40 minutes late for dinner how where did you go and how was dinner and how did your wife react
3: i timed it perfectly As I was walking out, she was ordering food to go. So I put in my order, I picked up my food, and we left. Um, They were all at that point pretty sauced. So I don't know, they may have thought I was at the end of the table. I doubt it. But, you know, myself and some of her family, like her her sister and I, are very similar and we don't get along a lot of the time. So I don't think she was shedding any tears. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I she wasn't mad at all, and uh, I was ecstatic. I got good food, and I just took it straight back to the room. And I was well, already
2: I had, I, I, I had Nama from that, us. I had Nama that night for my first dinner, and then McDonald's for my second dinner. God, before nice. Before we go
0: away from Ohio, <laughs> I was going to say
1: one more thing, too, real quick, Randall, if you don't mind. Uh, Raj, to your point, Um with the dink and dunk with C.J. Stroud, the defensive line was getting pressure. So he didn't have a whole lot of time back there. I mean, there also, being in the big house, uh, you know, crowd noise, that played a, a factor for sure. There were five false starts, uh, drive killers. You know, we're second and six, uh, second and five, false start, you know, backs us up. You know, killing drives, and you know they sacked him five times. So there was a little that's bit. Fair. To he that. Usually, is like ten yards. He's usually, from... yeah. If, if he's got if he's got a five step drop and he's got you know two and a half three seconds, he he can usually find somebody, uh, especially with those oh, that's fair. Receivers. So oh, to your all point, all the more oh, get... evident
3: that Michigan was really dominating. Dominant. Yeah. I haven't seen that, to, to get my Desmond yeah, Howard. I
0: haven't seen that. Hey, since at time. least
1: we're a rivaler again. So, so, going we are have now? Yeah.
0: Question. Give me your final thoughts. And Chain jumped ahead because that would have been his final thought. Give me your final thoughts yeah. on this game. And does Michigan get it done in the Big Ten Championship and get to the playoffs this weekend? We'll start with Rod, Brandon, and then Robbie.
3: Hassan Hackens,
0: and yes.
1: Askins and yes, those
2: are my two thoughts. Brandon. That's it. Uh yeah. Uh it's Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree. As much as I love yeah, I don't even I'm, I'm just pissed that they wore blue pants. That just really frustrates me. But um <laughs> yeah, I, I think Michigan that does is, get done. Did suck. And uh but then I think that could they come to so they would be they would be the two seed again play I Bama, get, maybe yeah, or, was, or or Georgia, Oregon uh, State. Yeah, yeah, so it, we're in. gonna get into that.
0: We'll get yeah. into that.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, I think Michigan gets in.
0: Okay. Let's jump over to the, the almost upset. Auburn. Auburn had a one-yard chance to put Alabama away. Moron. Alabama, to their credit, I've heard everybody destroy Alabama over this game. To Alabama's credit, down by 10 points in a rivalry game, late in the game. Somehow they hold on and win. So, let's start there. Does losing close to Auburn now take away all of Alabama's margin of error, and now they must beat Georgia to get into playoffs. Robbie Davis, we'll let you go first.
2: Well, it depends on <clears throat> what everyone else does. <clears throat> I think I think Alabama's got the most two-loss credibility, but it, I don't think they deserve it, but I think they, they just have it um, because that's just the brand name, and I've talked about it this over and over a TV show. Alabama getting in would be good um, for business. But, I mean, Alabama's been this way all year long. They almost lost to Florida, who's terrible. They almost lost to LSU. They almost lost to Florida, fired their coach. Almost lost to LSU, fired their coach. They almost lost to Arkansas, a solid team. They almost – Lost to Auburn. Granted, there's no shame in playing a close game at Jordan Hare. There's not. But against the backup or third string quarterback and just not getting anything till the fourth quarter. That shows just some problems with their offense um, that and problems with offense running into Georgia's defense is not what you want. I will never count out uh, Nick Saban because that's like betting against LeBron James. It's a fool's bet. Um, With that being said, I just don't see how Alabama wins this game unless there's a lot of turnovers. Uh, Am I willing to say they're out? It was a loss. I think so. But let me see where the other dominoes fall. I know that, I mean, Notre Dame's sitting there with one loss, but they lost to Cincinnati. (laughs) I just have a. I just don't. The committee said it. We're going to take into account that a coach not being available is one of the criteria. I think they just said Notre Dame's not getting in.
0: I think you're right, Brendan. Shane, is it Okie State if Alabama loses?
1: I I think so. I I think it should be too. If they beat Baylor, um, you know, these last two signature wins against Oklahoma, Baylor. Um, strong resume at the end, and you know, being a Power Five conference, uh, yeah, I think they should be. Bama just—they looked—they looked like they were just hanging on by a thread. I mean, mm-hmm. they did. They got dominated the entire game until what was it? Two and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. You know, they come to life a little bit. Um, I think. Auburn might have relaxed slightly and thought they had the, the game in the bag, but like Robbie said, never count saving out. I don't know what he told his players on the sidelines, but those guys really amped up. Um, and it was it was down to the wire, you know, four overtimes. In that situation, you know, it's a rivalry game. You gotta sometimes throw a record out the window especially this year for Bama, because Bama's defense has been atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, Aub- Auburn's been patchy at times, but you know they ramped up for this game, just like Michigan yeah. was for Iowa State. So you look at you look at those factors uh, in Jordan-Hare. Uh, I, I mean, this is ride or die, you know, for Auburn. And they, they put it all out there. I think they, they did get a little two likes there in the last – Last two minutes well, of the kid doesn't board, board, run out of bounds. They win. I know what a dumb play. I yeah. mean, just, just dumb. But, you know, he said, she said they could have went for two, you know, whatever uh, it, end of the day. Somehow Saban pulls it off. Uh, Bama pulls it off when they shouldn't have. And I, you know, if we do a bet, you're nuts later, one of them is going to be having to do with one of that team. For sure,
2: kids oh, and coaches these days do not play enough Madden football about clock management <laughs> and possession. We learn this stuff early on. Early, early yeah. on. All right, come Rod on, Mehta,
0: you're always the voice of reason. Is there any way Alabama gets in with a loss in the SEC championship game?
3: No. And I thought they were going to lose this game, and I just couldn't wait. To have them not part of the picture, all new blood, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Uh, speaking of, uh, Brian Kelly and uh, Cincinnati. That'd been awesome, man. Just not the same players. Uh, mm-hmm. It was an ugly game. Nobody was particularly good on offense. Nobody was particularly good on defense. You know, I thought Alabama was going to crush in the sense that Finley is not a good quarterback. You know what he's going to do. They know they're giving the ball to to Bigsby and yet they still did what they had to do. What, a five and five team without their starting quarterback? Uh, It does, uh, Alabama had 11 penalties for 129 yards. That's not very Saban-esque compared to seven uh, for Auburn. Time of possession was about the same. Everything else about the same. It was just a gross game. Uh, And the last thing it proves in my eyes is that Alabama's players are human, but that Nick Saban is still God.
2: Yeah, think about this. It they they're what eleven and one and everyone's being well, like uh, the sky is falling. Like like the enormous pressure, the, these are freshmen, the enormous pressure that they're under to, to win a championship or bust. Like it's I, I'm not an Alabama fan, obviously. I don't I wish they'd lose every game. But I do feel for the players, like man. I know. Did a- you did
1: you guys see that uh, one interview with Saban? It was I don't know if it was like at a booster meeting or or something, but he was talking about that same situation. Yeah. And really? he was just like, "You guys, you know, want to hang us out to dry?" He's like, "These are kids out here, you know, yeah. the like, amount of
2: pressure they have." Y'all were going through coach after coach after. You were Tennessee before he got there. <laughs> just, so, yeah, pump your pump your brakes.
0: Let's hit hit the game from – that, there was two things that stood up in my mind. One, it's been 92 games since Alabama's been an underdog. Ninety-two games. Number two, is there any reason for the SEC to want Alabama to win so they have two in? I'm not setting up a conspiracy theory, but there's a late Flag, personal foul, rough in the passer. If there's a mystery call in this game, the whole world will be set off that the SEC set it up. But I think Vegas is begging you to take Georgia. I really a good a gambling friend of mine called me just before the show and said, "To me, this looks like a Vegas setup where they're just take Georgia, take Georgia." And he said every time it looks that way, his move is to take the other side. Anybody got any love for Alabama plus six points this weekend? Robbie Davis, first up.
2: Well, let me touch on your first point. Is there any reason for the SEC to want to have two teams in? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of money. (laughs) Um, Tie game. The... uh, yeah, Vegas is wanting you to jump on Georgia. It opened at four. It's already up to six and a half last time I looked. Yeah, that's not by accident. They, they want you that, – that that was purposely set there to put the money on both sides. Um, make a case for Alabama. They always win these games. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, you know, so I've been back and forth on this. So, two things theory so why Alabama could win and why they may not win Kirby has been with Nick for so long Nick's won three SEC championships at Alabama and six national championships if you're on that standard the SEC championship does not matter because Georgia's in no matter what so right they can they can go out and say hey here's our second string players we're in it, it so what but was that stat you group.
3: told us that they have seven titles but only four SEC championships, something like yeah, that? Yeah, Saban's
2: got Saban's three, three and six. six. Yeah, so yeah, to, at, six. at Alabama, he's got three and six. He's got he won the SEC and the championship at LSU. So Kirby baffling, can look dude. at that and say, "I don't that's need this. Football. I'm going for my next goal." And so that's when he's. What are, do they hide things? Do they wait? Do they they haven't been challenged in a while. On the flip side of that. Kirby's got the better team do you get saving out of there as quick as possible because what you don't want is saving in and having a month to prepare and oh what if he's paired up against Cincinnati in the first round and then oh man it's all systems to go against me um so I, I can see that so my, my case for Georgia putting the on their throat, or you can see a case for Georgia saying, hey, we don't need this. Alabama's desperate. I
1: I agree with that logic. I, I could see them, you know, not second string guys, but, you know, just a very simplistic game plan yeah. where it's, you know, run, pass, punt, you know, here it is. If we beat you, we beat you. If not, who cares? Uh, not try to lose, but not really pull out all the stops and try to win. I could totally see that at Kirby Smart because just like you said, you know, SEC championship doesn't mean anything right now.
2: No, he doesn't. And, it, he, Georgia will crucify him if he wins the SEC championship and loses in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it,
1: what is it? Yeah, what does it matter?
2: What does yeah. it matter?
1: You're the you you're the number 1 You're undefeated. Who cares? So uh, I totally agree with that, um, but I just don't think I don't even think I don't know what that feedback. was some bad feedback going on right now. Is that you, Randall? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think even if they keep, you know, I think Georgia's got the better team. I don't think Alabama can win it this year. Uh, I mean. Versus Michigan versus uh, Georgia for sure. Uh, I mean, hell, Cincinnati might even beat them. I, I, I just, after that last game and the implosion, and I mean, people are going to study that film. Yeah.
2: So the, the big thing that really wrinkles my theory on Georgia not trying is if they don't and they lose, it's going to be Georgia, Alabama's a 2 3 seed. And oh, absolutely. At, so, it'll be a rematch the very next game. So, that, I think Kirby would want to avoid that. You're right. I still think
1: this. I still think this year, Georgia's got the better athletes. Yeah, that is, that is true. So,
0: yeah. I, I mean, we've, we need to get on down the line, guys. And we got to get on to the coaching carousel here. And well, since we've got with a good yeah. signal right now, Rod, whatever you did, just fixed your signal. So, you're on solid now. I want to go to the coaching carousel right now. Let's start. Rod is a lifetime USC fan. USC makes a huge splash with hiring Lincoln Riley. Rod, under five minutes, tell me why you're doing your happy dance. Uh, well, today we
3: got the number two quarterback in the country to flip from Oklahoma, uh, Malachi Nelson. Uh, that's presuming Arch Manning is number one. Uh, Malachi also plays with uh, Makai Lemon at Los Alamitos in Orange County. He's a five star as well. It's probably a matter of time. They also play with a five star running back, Relique Brown. Relique Brown. And uh, on the day that Riley was hired, he had he was in, there was an in home with uh, Relique Brown, and he, they put it on Twitter. I'm ecstatic. I mean, it's obviously, this is the best news we've heard since a Rose Bowl win, not this one with Darnold, the one with Mark Sanchez in 2009 when we had like eight consecutive 11 win seasons. Lincoln Riley, I mean, we never, I've heard whispers, but honestly, it's, it's a it's a dream come true. Young and aggressive and just a brilliant offensive mind. Obviously sustained the program when Stoops left, uh, 55 and 10 during those years. And he brought his own players in. They weren't all just stoops. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be Matt Campbell from Iowa State, Dave Aranda. Um, there were whispers of other coaches. We weren't thrilled. You know, if people said initially James Franklin, of which, or to which I would jump off a building. It happened. Uh, first of all, I have to thank Oklahoma State. Thank you, Oklahoma State for winning Bedlam, for beating Oklahoma, (laughs) because without that, this probably isn't happening. USC had already been in contact with Riley's agent, but it didn't get serious until Sunday morning after the Oklahoma State win. And they kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, mind you, USC is a private university, so they're under no obligation to release, I mean, how much they actually paid him and what they've done. Uh, there have been rumors that he paid off both houses. They paid off, you know, X amount of money. Uh, families in private schools. Nobody really knows truthfully because USC is not going to say that. But also, it takes a guy like Lincoln Riley. Um, he said it himself. He loves challenges. You know, his family's young. He, he, they can move. They can go somewhere else and 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 try another thing. They weren't going to spend the rest of their life in one place, uh, whether that's Norman or not. So, yeah, he's bringing a great staff with him. I hope that current interim coach Dante Williams stays. Uh, he, he's the DB coach. That's all he should be. And he's a phenomenal recruiter. Now they have Dennis Simmons, the Oklahoma uh, assistant coach and recruiter, who's amazing as well. So it's like finally the sun shined on us after 13 years in the dark. Uh, I'm ecstatic and it's good for the pack 10 too, or pac 12, you know, a marquee name and people aren't just going to let SC walk all over them again. I think a lot of people are going to start coming this way, um, once again, and it won't be just Oregon. So yeah, I mean, we were shocked. I was watching uh, the red zone and Andrew, uh, what's his name? He, uh, he announced it breaking news from college football. And when he said, it, I was like, I had to rewind it three times. Rewind. Rewind, rewind, and then I just did a backflip mentally. Um, It was just after the UCLA loss, and all that stuff you could wipe clean. They're playing a makeup game this Saturday against Cal. Nobody cares. We all wanted them to cancel it, but there's still money in it for for the network, even though 18 people will be there. I don't even care who's playing. We got Lincoln Riley. I think he's the best coach of all these guys getting hired. And I still am ecstatic, and talking about it makes my day.
0: All right, Rod. You're going to have to stay on mute while the bad comes, because the bad's coming right now. Ah, the defense crap. That's not – Is there any truth that Lincoln Raleigh pulled up Bobby Bowden and wanted to avoid the SEC Robbie
2: Davis? <laughs> no. Well, hold on. Let, uh, well. It's not
0: a Randall theory. It's been floated. No, by SEC so, people.
2: Well, all right. So I've got this. I've got that. Let me. I'll address this first. I'll I'll, I'll answer your question, and I'll go back to big Get picture. Get over LSU. The right way
3: in the camera is on
2: or? the best job in college football. All things being nah. equal. Right I'm now, muted. no, it is it is oh, not sorry. being equal because that's the toughest division in sports. He could have went there. Um, but I don't think he necessarily avoided the SEC. But I think what he saw is what Clemson get doing over
3: yourselves
2: and saw, hey, here's still Southern Cal. You have to understand, um It's easier to win there. And that USC money that they threw at him, allegedly, the Pac 12, the talent, I think he is going to dominate. And here's my reckless speculation the Pac 12 commissioner comes from a casino entertainment background. I think he reached out to USC and said, hey, No more of this rinky-dink hiring. You guys have the money. We need you. If we're all going to survive, we need you. And this sets up for a decade-long USC and Oregon power grab, two programs that good coaches, good athletes, good money, entertainment, and they're going to put the Pac-12 championship back on the map. They're going to be rivals in season. They're going to meet over and over and over again in the Pac-12 championship. This is going to put the Pac-12 back in the playoff picture. Um, and with the transfer portal, I think he's going to do it quickly. Um, I don't know if he was necessarily scared of the SEC. I think he said, hey, this." I think he said, what playing. I've got at Oklahoma with not too much to play against, one or two hard games so. a year, I can do that same thing in Southern California. I mean, it's human nature. Why would you – if I'm successful doing what I'm doing, why not replicate it at a better place as opposed to do what you're doing into a harder place? It's human nature. All right. He's, he's 0-4 in the playoffs. Not just against the SEC, 0-4 once he gets there. I think he's a great coach, but he doesn't – nobody wants that every year. If the pay is equal, why would you why would you take the same money for a harder job and you have the same money and have an easier life? Get
3: over yourselves. First of all, I'm just
2: asking. I mean, I'm asking Raj, SEC person, Raj, Raj. Raj, would you would you ever get paid equally and work harder, or would you get paid equally and have an easier life?
0: I, I don't think. I think we got to make sure I, you, you you realize the word I used, Raj. He avoided it. No. So I don't think there's no that was floated there.
3: around by SEC people. I get it on like fine bob and stuff. That's all you got is well, that I mean, sense of pride because, you know, football yes. means more here. Well, that's cuz everything else, well, that's the only thing.
2: Uh, it's Lincoln Riley when football. he was asked
3: about this started laughing. He literally started laughing. It's such nonsense. I mean, if a crappier program like A&M can go to the SEC and do fine and actually beat Alabama and others, then I assure you, the Oklahoma Sooners, who are one of the winningest programs in the last 10, 15 years, would have no problem. Get over yourselves. So, go to so, the next topic. So, so Just,
2: just, just some interesting OU, point, OU it, stats. It
3: looks it – looks, you can't compare apples to oranges. You know that. You're smart enough. Honestly, it's sure, reflecting yeah. on you guys, and I think people are laughing at you and anybody else who suggested such a thing. I think been, people feel better about that.
0: LSU job. It's
3: not because... a big deal. Look at the SEC this year. There's one good team. Everybody else is dog shit. It doesn't matter. Alabama's How many good teams in the Pac-12?
2: Them. Can you I don't hey, care. Can't, can't Nobody said that we were Pac-12 avoiding teams are good.
3: No I'm loving avoiding this. The Pac- this is this you are is amazing. You're comparing the two. You know why? Cuz you don't have an argument. That's what insecure people do. You suddenly brought don't, in the Pac-12 don't, don't, don't. to make yourself think, feel better, which is totally wait, irrelevant I, to the conversation. And all that you want to do is make yourselves feel better. Nobody with a brain said that. I answered it. Get over it. You guys don't know anything. You're not insiders. I don't know anything for sure. I know that Lincoln Riley was asked, and he laughed about it.
2: What Do it. so it. you, sure you want to be, be in Baton Rouge and, and smell like, and like corn other dogs?
3: Talk. Or do you want, want to be in 75 Most, degrees year-round? Most people laugh when they're dogs. Who wants to smell like jumbo corn dogs all year?
2: Hey, have, have I ever thought about running for mayor? Ha, <laughs> ha, of course not.
0: All right, hear the question correctly, and I want your answer. I know, avoid it. it, it no, he didn't do it. Nobody would. To the playoffs. All right, listen, listen to me. Is his path to the playoffs easier at SC or LSU? What kind of question is that? That's my point. I mean, if LSU – I mean,
3: you're saying avoided. At Oklahoma, he would have gotten to the playoffs every year, and he pretty much did. He was also going to the SEC. He's a great coach. Again, if A&M – nobody cares. I mean, insecure Fs are making yourself feel better. He didn't avoid anything. He's not worried just about going to the playoffs. He's worried about his family. He wants to raise them in a cosmopolitan area where there's a million different (laughs) offerings as opposed to, you know, one – vietnamese restaurant he can have 380. he made a market.
2: lot made a lot of money he could he could go there and coach at uc santa barbara Again, where's your dinner reservation tr-
3: exactly <laughs> anywhere there's one good steakhouse in chattanooga if that there are 713 on the west coast
2: have you ever been to of course Clemson? he wants opportunities of, and the private schools and you can win a football there you're again I mean, whatever you want to say however really you want to frame it there. to
3: make yourselves feel better go ahead he didn't want to smell that, like that. corn dogs and jumbo he likes Southern California and everything it has to offer Ugh. he got to the playoffs just as easy at Oklahoma this whole self- innovating no, point is you because it would have been too hard no if Rod and m can be good I, Oh, you you can keep can be good but in hold, the SEC. On, hold on
2: hold on and listen a little there second. are more bad teams
3: left, than good teams there are more left, bad teams than good teams
2: he left oklahoma because what was coming down the pipe it he saw the writing on the wall
3: that's not true think- and what are you? Were you inside his brain, or were you in the meeting with him and his agent? And his well, family? you just said he That's wanted a better life for his family in Southern California
2: to eat restaurants. Did have, when, when did you well, talk to him? He last? said
3: that. He okay. said that. I did extrapolate.
2: Oh, oh he said wait, just about oh. the
3: opportunities and things in Southern California. Of course, I, I extrapolated. will not be the head coach at Alabama
2: until I'm the head coach at Alabama.
3: Look, I mean, why you would you suddenly say, oh he, "Oh, he was afraid of what's coming down the pipe"? He no, had like yeah. four or five his stars path, already committed to them. His yeah, path that's what
0: is easier. Doesn't at make SC sense than LSU or Oklahoma. That's what I'm saying. His path Oop. now runs through Eugene, Oregon, in I seven, mean, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The SEC Texas, Georgia.
3: has 16 teams, all of which are trash except for two. If I'm gonna go 14 and two,
0: right. and my only loss they, being no, to Georgia or Bama, good, I'll go LSU. But there's been there's been five teams Why not LSU to win national championships since the playoffs. So? Started. In LSU, the, you may have SEC, one loss. The SEC, it is not even yeah. debatable that the SEC is better in football. It's like saying, the ACC is not better in basketball. They were it's pretty terrible better. a couple of years Lincoln ago. Riley, I think Lincoln Riley was a smart businessman. And that's what I, I, I was getting I mean, at. that's your guys' opinion. I mean, if,
3: if I'm at LSU, oh, uh, if I'm in no, the West, this, this I wouldn't play. This I'd maybe play Georgia and Alabama. I would win yes. every game against the rest of the teams, what, the 16, 18 teams that are all trash.
2: Raj right. is now, <laughs> getting, now, get now getting mad at our oh, opinion. This is, no, no this is what we're all about.
3: No, I mean, Shame. it's the South. Your Shame. opinions were predictable. I am,
2: you I you know, you're from the West Coast. You blew my mind with your prediction
0: how, how I do you
2: feel this, about Lincoln Riley I am loving this uh,
1: this banter back and forth between these two guys uh, <laughs> so I do like Lincoln and Riley um, I do think it is an easier path a little bit for recruiting uh, money boosters uh, big name USC um, you're the clear favorite you know, to start on top is pretty good. And, and to get the, the recruits and, you know, obviously he's already got Transfer Portal working in his favor. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty good deal. And then, you know, allegedly 110 mil, got his houses paid off, bought him a $6 million house in California. So, um yeah, I mean, how do you blame the guy? I mean, what, what is LSU going to offer him? They didn't, you know, pay, pay him some money if you want him there.
0: All right, so let's go to the next hire. And, and I'm going to be the guy that's probably on the bad end of the opinion this time. I think LSU went from trying to almost getting one of the best young minds in college football to a hire that I absolutely hate. I think LSU is a different kind of school. I think you've come from Notre Dame, which is a different kind of school too. I hated the Brian Kelly hire. Is it just me and my hate for Brian Kelly who is binging in the media? The alleged story that broke about him having his assistants at Grand Valley State park cars at a party to... The stuff that's came out about he was recruiting for Notre Dame as they already there's some shady stuff to Brian Kelly. I think with LSU it is really a more regional university than maybe any school in the nation. Louisiana is a different place. I guess Texas and Louisiana are just kind of different personalities. I think you brought a guy from Oklahoma, from Notre Dame that just doesn't fit the school. Robbie Davis, am I off my rocker? And is Brian Kelly a home run high?
2: Well, well fit. I mean, they just had Orzoron, who was a perfect fit, and I mean, he won a championship, but it didn't work out. That it goes back to why I think it's the best best job. The last three coaches who won a championship, they've all left. Like it, it, you can win there. Saban took the faucet off the talent, the talent, talent. Kept in state. Um, my thing with Kelly, he he wins everywhere he goes, but so he's 20, 200, 263 and ninety six and two ties. That's a great winning percentage. Surface great. Red flag. He's six and five in bowl games. That's worrisome. So with time to prepare, not so great. Um. He's had two bad seasons at Notre Dame, and that's an eight and five followed by a four and eight season. That gets you fired in the SEC. There is no coming back from that. Um, but he's only had five losses in the last three years. Uh, he recruits. He recruits the South. Um, I think he's going to do well. Now, well is subjective to my expectations versus what. LSU's expectations are: Hey, you pay a guy ninety-five million bucks at LSU, you better not lose to Saban, you better not lose to Jimbo, and so it's like Notre Dame's a pressure cooker, but LSU's different. It is. It, it they will. You can win a championship, and they'll run you out of town. There's. Um, he, uh, Brian Kelly doesn't get. 13 years LSU with that record and no championship. He just does it. All right, Rod. I
0: thought thought early they had it done with Lincoln Lincoln Riley. Did y'all notice that Oklahoma State was playing Colin Baton Rouge in timeouts during the game? So little shot at Lincoln Riley to Ryan Kelly. How do you rate the drop between the two? i mean notre dame has gone through periods
3: where even prior to brian kelly many people said you just can't win there it's in the middle of the country the academics standards are much higher compared to some conferences Uh, Uh, academic
0: standards at notre dame are as high as they are anywhere
3: no that's not true uh well compared to (laughs) LSU?
1: Hi, hi, <laughs> higher.
0: <laughs> All right. We're not <laughs> a little bit higher. Um, anyway. I'm not seeing any school at Notre Dame turn down kids because of grades lately. I'll put it that way. Uh, it,
3: I mean, kids do. They're maybe not even recruiting them. So how would you know? Done. Mic drop. Anyways.
2: Hey, Brian you're in Kelly. somebody's I mean, mind if, already.
3: What, I'm talking. What if Notre Dame <laughs> makes the playoffs? And he abandoned that team before they went to the playoff. What if they, by some miracle, win the national championship? I mean, he couldn't have waited. He, he was already talking to them. He couldn't have waited till after the bowl game to announce it, regardless he of the pressure. He wasn't going to win it
1: anyway. Look and at his record. Remember
3: in in two thousand sixteen, after going four and eight, there were people who were talking about firing him. He sacrificed his offensive and defensive coordinator. Uh, maybe the defense, mainly the defensive coordinator, Brian Van Gordon just fired them and got two new ones and they did much better. So that's the type of guy he is, you know, I don't want to get fired. Let's fire these two and, and keep me. And that's what happened. He is a much stricter coach than Ed Orgeron ever will be. I'm an Orgeron. Hey, come on over. Have some gumbo before the game. That's my Cajun accent. Um, But I mean, is he a proven winner? Is he proven this and that? I thought it was an interesting hire, and he's getting more money than, I guess, anybody until uh, the next coach is hired and until uh, Saban re-ups. I don't know what – I think he's getting 15 mil or something. But, yeah, I thought it was a very curious hire. I don't think LSU is the best program in the country like Rob does. uh, But, you know, it's it's a cool place to live and go see a game. Not to live. It's a cool place to see a
0: game. All right. Brendan, I I'll, I almost know Brian Kelly into a pseudo-backed-end coach. And is he that? He
1: lives in the gray area. He's lived there for, what, 12, 13 years. I mean, Notre Dame is nowhere. They're here. They're everywhere. They're nowhere. They're, you know, who they play in. Why are they always ranked in the top five or top ten? Um, what is You know, it's just – it's completely gray area for me. So, he, he's he been to the playoffs, what, four or five times? Uh, I don't know the statistic on that. Not won a championship. They haven't. Notre Dame hasn't won a championship since 1988. Um, he He's done nothing there, but recruit some, you know, halfway good players or some decent NFL players – I agree. I think he'll do better in LSU and it's easier to win a championship there because their in-state recruiting There's not a whole lot of competition. They've got great athletes there. Um, that's why Robbie says it's one of the better jobs. Uh, there's there's not a lot of in-state competition. I think the big name initially is going to help out. Um, but what does he do when he gets to the playoffs? You know, we haven't seen him prove anything, you know, and to just kind of throw out this kind of money for a big name baffles me. Um, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see him – I don't see him even, you know, winning an SEC championship. So, that's my opinion.
2: Randall, I will say this to your point about it could be a complete disaster – If you have – just think about the people, the recruiters circling the wagons around Louisiana. You got Jimbo. You got Nick. You got Kirby. And you got Billy Napier who are all of a sudden – if Kelly comes in and can't connect to the high schools there and those players start leaving, you're looking at LSU from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So, it, it, he's got to get in there and make good relationships. If he does, a decent coach can win there, and that's been shown. A great coach, I'm convinced, can dominate. It's interesting.
0: I, I think the schools that have the most to win is maybe the two Mississippi schools. If Lane Kiffin can start pulling kids out of Louisiana two old Miss, you're talking about a different dynamic than those two schools. In Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Stark's gonna get kids out of there. Nick Saban's gonna get kids out of there, but there's such a talent, but I wanna move on. I think your point's very, very, very true. A lot of people know we are all based except for Chain out of the Chattanooga area. Billy Nate here from this area, played high school football at Mary County High School right across the state line, uh, Chatsworth, Georgia. Uh, Napier had a lot of ties to this area. In 2016, Tennessee made a huge push to hire Napier uh, on the staff. Uh, Goes to Nick Saban is a recruiting monster. 16 to 18, he was Rivals superstar recruiter. He goes to Louisiana. He's, he goes from Alabama to Arizona State one year, then back to Louisiana where he has more success than any coach in Louisiana history. He gets the Florida job. Great resume to me, but he's 38 years old. They hired the opposite of Dan Bowling. Dan Bowling was a great X and O guy who couldn't recruit we don't know what Billy Napier is on the X and O side yet. You got to think he's pretty good, but Billy Napier is a superstar recruiter. 38 years old. I think I like this hire for Florida. As a Tennessee fan, I hate it, but I think I like this hire for Florida, Robbie.
2: Yeah. So, so I I was researching him. I've I've heard about his name. He you know he came up when Tennessee was open. Um. So, a really good resume. He's worked under Saban, Dabo, Jimbo. He's he's only had one head coaching job, but he's done well at thirty nine and twelve. He four times won his conference, one time won the won his division, one time won his conference. Coach of the year. The pause I have is. Your biggest strength is recruiting. It's Florida, like, it's, like that should be goes the territory. You win, recruits come. Kind of like what else we said about LSU. Like Miami's down four states down, but but then I say that, but then Mullen didn't do it, and I'm like, what what? what? And like I thought Mullen would have been a home run hire, and he won the the East. And then, but the most fascinating assistant uh, that Billy Napier was to was Jim McElwain, and so I'm sure he had to talk to him about this Florida job, which has kind of been cancerous in a way that McElwain went to two SEC championships in a row, bad year, fired Mullen. Finished second in the East SC championship, Had year, fired. But he, I assume he reached out to him and said, hey, should I take this job or not? And he had to tell him yes, which kind of leads me to be like, what's going on at Florida? And is it a coach? Is it the program? This just seems toxic to me. It almost it reminds me of a certain school um, in Knoxville where – the boosters, the athletic directors, the presidents are on the same page about what's going on. So I, the hire may be great, and he may win the East, and then he may have a bad year and get fired. I just don't know what's going on in Florida anymore. I don't, I don't know what to expect.
0: Rod, when you heard Billy Napier had gotten this job, and I know, I, I guess I know more about Napier. I did cover him a little bit in high school, so – you know, I kinda had a affinity for him, so I followed his career. I I in my head on a national stage, this was truly a unknown that got the Florida job, which is easily a top ten job. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction when you heard it was Napier, Raj? I thought it was beyond a home run. He is a good
3: recruiter, he's very smart. Uh they play in the Sun Belt, which basically, you may as well have handed that title to Appy State every year. Case in point, this year, Louisiana beat Appalachian State 41-13. to In the coaches prior to Napier, from 1986 through 2017, it was a 39% winning percentage 138 wins and 210 losses. And I know the coaches, too, if anybody cares, Bustle, Hudspeth, uh, Stokely, and Baldwin. And this was, for the folks that Napier. don't
0: realize, I think a lot of folks don't realize because they changed the university name. This is Louisiana Lafayette. Everybody's homecoming game yeah. for the last 30 years. Go go ahead with your point.
2: Raging Cajuns. Mm-hmm. Boy, the Raging
0: Cajuns. Are they the Raging
3: Cajuns? Yeah,
2: yes. they are.
3: Okay, they good. Are. That's who I research. But um, back to Napier. Since 2017, Napier is 39-12. and 12. That's a winning percentage of 76.4%. Wow. I don't think it's probably easy to win in Lafayette, Louisiana. Actually, I know it's not. I stopped at a Cracker Barrel once, me and my buddies, when we were on I-10 and we were like, where the hell is this place? Wonderfully nice people, but I didn't know where we are. He turned that program around. He brought good players to, you know, Coastal Carolina is one thing that's on the coast in a beautiful state near the beach and to Louisiana. I mean, he's a proven winner. He's young, aggressive, smart. i mean, Florida. Who was the guy that humped a shark when he was naked? Is that McElveen? That was hilarious. Um, there's a picture of him humping a shark. <laughs> he it was, wasn't. it,
2: it, it, it who hasn't out, done like, that?
0: Allegedly.
1: <laughs> it turned it, out what? He, he lived in Florida. I mean, come on.
0: It, he went. Florida, he actually, man. He actually presented proof that it wasn't him. That it got ah, so bad.
3: Well, I'm just going to pretend it was because this was hilarious. Um, yeah. I got thrown myself off track, but... Outstanding hire. Florida is going to be back, in my opinion. The wheels aren't going to fall off with this dude. I think, like USC, they hit a home run.
0: All right, Jane, you're you're a Big Ten guy. You're not that down south ball of college football. Tell me what you thought of Napier.
1: I think it's a fantastic hire. Uh, I think, you know, with his recruiting experience, um, like – the record Raj just put out his winning percentages. You put that in a Florida situation where recruits just already flow in. And then you take a guy that can delegate and hire the right people. That's going to put Florida back on the map for sure. Uh, I mean, the talent's going to be there. And you look at his proven record, winning at those kind of schools, um, coaching his ass off. People are going to follow him. He's he's a young up and coming guy. Like they're going to follow that guy. Uh, Florida's going to be back on the map. Um, you know, I would say you know, give him three four years. They're going to be solid.
2: Just just for comparison. Napier was 39 and 12 in the Sun Belt. Dan Mullen was 35 and 15 in the SEC and got fired. It's a different world.
0: It is a different world that we live in. So, guys, you were right, Robbie. This I, di- I didn't realize how much we're going to get derailed on this. This was the whole show right here. Uh, yeah, but let
1: three topics.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about one more thing with this, this. There is still a very big job, in my opinion, another top-ten job open uh, at Oklahoma that Lincoln Riley just left. Stoops has taken in, an uh, interim. Everybody, including, I guess, except for me, just automatically gave this job to Brent Venables but if you were going to give it to Venerables, don't you already have him hired? I mean, if, if that was your guy, you knew the day Lincoln Riley walked away, that was your guy. Is he not already in place? Uh, Brandon, start with you on this one.
1: You would think so. I mean, that's the reckless speculation going on right now. Um I don't know what they're waiting on. I don't know who else is, you know, potential hire. That's been the top name that I've heard. But there's got to be some reason that that he's not hired yet and they're not getting it done. So I don't know what that is. I'll let you guys speculate on that.
2: All right, Bobby.
0: Speculation's your job. Throw it out there.
2: So, if I'm looking at this job, I look at... Let me tell you if this sounds familiar. The last championship game, they won a championship in 1985, and their next championship was in 2000. They've been really good for a long time but haven't got over that hump. So, what I would be worried about is I'm going into a team while they haven't one one over the top they've been really really good for a long time. So I'm replacing the chosen one and I don't know what the future looks like. Are we in the SEC West? Are we in a pod system? What's our pod look like? Where what's what what's like you there's just so much unknown. If I'm Brett Venables, to just, do I just wait and have a, cushy, a good job, job security? Because you're not moving yourself. You're also moving your families, coaches you're bringing with you. Until the SEC kind of tells me what Oklahoma and Texas look like, how they fit in, I'm a little worried about a coach because that's a high-profile job. And they're wanting to hire coaches for my high-profile I assume relatively safe position and I'm not sure that's going to be an easy hire. When it's Oklahoma, you can still recruit nationally, it's still a national brand. They're going to get, there's a lot going for it, but there's a lot of unknowns that would make me step back and be like, wait, do I just hold on for a second?
0: Rod, you you, 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 We have your opinion on Lincoln Riley, and I do think he's a great coach. But are you not stepping into an actually bad situation in Oklahoma, where you have Spencer Rattler just left? Caleb Williams to me sounds like he's leaving. But as Robbie broke early on in this podcast, um, Notre Dame hired an assistant. Uh, it, it, is 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 that a done deal? Like, I don't know. Is there a is there a reason not to hire somebody like Venable with no head coaching assistant it's experience? Let me spit that out: no head coaching experience.
3: I mean, I guess the reason would be no head coaching experience. Uh, but Venable's has been an assistant coach, and he's been right there with Dabo. Every stretch of the way, we know what he can do with defense. And, you know, Oklahoma does need defensive help offensively. Uh, you know, he can pull in whatever guy he wants. Who doesn't want to go to, uh, you know, to Clemson's power program and work with him? A lot of people are speculating Matt Campbell as well. You know, the Iowa State coach who's been up for every major job in the last three years. He's a Midwest guy. By the way, Brent Venables was born in Salina, Kansas. Kansas is that say. state. It's Garden City Community College in Kansas State. Kansas is Oklahoma's hat. They are right next up one above the other. The distance from there to Oklahoma City is like three hours. He still has family in, in Kansas, and you know if you're a Midwest guy, you're a Midwest guy. I think all the stars are aligning here. Um, you know they. All their coordinators basically left. If he wants to go close to home and see extended family, you know, I think you have to go that route. And, yeah, Notre Dame went with Marcus Freeman. There were whispers to that, too. That was an excellent hire, amazing recruiter, amazing defensive coordinator. You know, it made that easy for them. You know, I'm sure people were clamoring for some huge name. Uh, but that was the right move. And I think Venables, Oklahoma, is the right move. If not him, then probably Matt Campbell. But uh, it just stars are aligning with Venable to OU.
2: Let me ask all of you guys this: like, where does this leave Luke Fickle? Like, I mean, he, I was he, he, like, he's the hottest coaching name, and then they we assumed it was going to be him at Notre Dame. And then, like, if you're Oklahoma, don't you call him and say, "Hey." Because like I I think Bitterblot is going to be a good coach. The problem is, does Oklahoma want to swing from the offensive pendulum all the way to a defensive head coach? I don't know if you want to do that, and the recruits that I have been looking at, you like, and I, I don't know if that's the way you want to go. But I mean, wh- wh- where is Luke Fickle? So I had this big hole spill on Luke
1: Fickle before breaking news that Notre Dame hired their D coordinator. So, it's not done deal I don't think. Uh, well, it's it's pretty much done deal. Anyway, so this to me Cincinnati and Notre Dame on paper are the same teams. Okay, so you look you look at the schedules and who they play on paper, especially this year. They obviously played each other. But you look at Notre Dame and the, the money power, uh, the schedule's bigger. They, they've got this gray area, uh, you know, uplift that always are top ten ranked preseason. They always start ahead. Luke, what Luke Fickle did at Cincinnati has been pretty incredible. You put him in that same situation in Notre Dame, I think he can win, and I think he wins a national championship there. But where he's at now, I have no idea. Like, that was my whole thing. Like, I thought for sure he was going to go to Notre Dame. Um, Oklahoma makes sense somewhat. I mean, again – it's a it's a easier road to where he's at right now, like he had to work his butt off to get there. They had to win a lot of games, and that signature win over Notre Dame. But, um, man, I don't know. I, I was a I was at a shock when we heard
2: that earlier. So reckless um, speculation. Oh, go ahead, Randall.
0: But I'm about to do some reckless speculation, so I'm going to let you go first.
2: Okay. So, reckless speculation. The Notre Dame AD came out earlier this week, either yesterday or as soon as the Kelly uh, hire was announced, and said they're going to be patient and they're going to wait. And then today, to announce their hire and their D coordinator um, – doesn't seem like a boat of confidence. And now I know it's a hard for a lot of people to think people would turn down Notre Dame. But we've been talking about these conferences, these super conferences for a while. It is possible they reached out to Fickle. And Fickle said, I don't like where y'all are lining up as this new thing is happening. Um, I see... You can see the tea leaves and say, Hey, there's a world where Notre Dame is with the other people. They won't join conferences. It, it's not as outlandish as it once was that Notre Dame's not a big player. And I agree. that's not where the TV money is. And so it, it's possible they got it turned down. And then they just went with because the AD was clear we're going to wait and then turn around and say, I think it's pretty hard. 100%. High. But it's possible they got turned down.
1: I totally agree. I think that's probably what happened because he was the perfect fit right there to slide in. Like I said, I mean, you know, synonymous scheduling uh, with with Cincinnati. It was just, you know, a more uh, amped up, uh, bigger place to win. I I think it was an easier road there. But obviously he saw different – if that that was what happened, so.
0: So, I listened to an Oklahoma podcast today purely for the reason I wanted to see if they na- said the name Josh Heifel in any candidate, and they did not. His name never came up. They, and, and, and I'm going to go around the horn, this will be the last, will not be the last subject about coaching, but they, which it's a 24-7 podcast, so there's some, There is some legitimacy in their media. They very much made it sound like they felt like Venables was the guy from day one, but they had been a mystery candidate reach out to him and show interest in the job. Their mystery candidate was Matt Rule. Is there a world you leave the NFL to go to Oklahoma? Robbie, you're shaking your head no. No.
2: No. You do not voluntarily leave the NFL to go to college. Not only do you have to recruit 16, 17, 18-year-olds, with a transfer porter, you have to recruit your own team now on a daily basis. You and have to true. make sure everyone's happy inside your building or they're going to transfer. Other coaches are recruiting. No, you you do not leave the comfort of the NFL. The NFL is a more competitive, it's more stressful, but you know what? you can go 10 and six make the playoffs and make a run um, it is just it's not a 24 7 365 job like college is yes you if you're obsessed with it you can if if you're you can re- recruit 365 you can you can get your own players you and get your own team in there and win but if you have a smart GM then no you can't tell me. Andy Reid's life is not better than Nick Saban's life.
0: Point <laughs> taken. All right, let's, let's hit a couple more topics. Raj, Whoa, whoa. I didn't get to answer that. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to give you another question, too. I want you to hit both of them. Uh, go ahead with okay. the first one, and then I'll, I'll swing the next one around. Could you rephrase the
3: first one again, please?
2: <laughs> Uh, is there a world
0: that you leave like a
2: damn doctor in a deposition? You don't <laughs> yeah. understand the question.
0: <laughs> is there a world? If, if it's criminal, yourself- I take the fifth. Is there a world that you go from the Carolina Panthers, to the Oklahoma Sooners?
3: No, that's what Robbie said. It, we we talked yeah. about working harder or working smarter. Five times the work, sitting in living rooms dealing with kids versus professionals. <clears throat> Um, he may take that job. But that's after he gets fired at Carolina.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right,
0: Jane, you get the same question. No, now. I'll run it back. That's
1: that's exactly what I was gonna say. The only way you take that job is if you're on your way out at Carolina. So I don't right. think he is. Uh, you're not. You're not taking that.
0: Jane, is Miami waited too long to make a move? and all these other moves that's been made. Now Miami, who won three games out to finish the season, are they stuck? Not stuck. Are they now going to keep Manny Diaz as their head coach? Because a lot of the dice have already tumbled.
1: I think if they fire Diaz, then it's Kiffin. Kiffin's going. Um, I think Kiffin will leave. He's got Florida ties. He's so Miami. I mean, I can see Kiffin in that gold chain uh, on the sideline. (laughs) I mean, that's just – that's straight up Kiffin. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I just – I don't see any other out. If if they fire him, Kiffin's got to be the guy.
0: Rod. That kind of led into the next question. Is it too late for Miami, and is Lane Kiffin now the only guy that's out there that hasn't been really moved yet, that is that primetime hire? Um, I think so. Uh, First, I want to address Fickle
3: real quick. USC was looking at him, talking to him. Everybody was. He was kind of a jerk about it, which is – understandable you know he wants to focus on his own team uh he was considered the number one i think robbie or or chain said that you know the top coach that's gonna gonna be out there presumably uh for him to watch everybody cut in line in front of him is kind of funny if you ask me he's a midwest guy so i don't see him going to uh, uh miami or whatnot yeah kiffin is meant for miami but I mean, he could do really well there. Uh, he likes the sun, but, you know, Ole Miss is a beautiful campus with beautiful students. He's obviously doing really well there. He's getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot of kids to go there. So another thing though, is Oregon, first of all, there's been rumors that, you know, they would let him go for the right coach. And I agree with that. And if fickle, I mean, he's a Midwest guy, but think about what he could do at Oregon. Yeesh. So, yeah, there could be programs that where a coach would leave, thereby like how uh, Riley left, thereby creating an opening at OU, and, and obviously the same with Brian Kelly. So who knows? It, it may be another guy gets hired and creates an opening. Um, I think Miami's a little flashy. I could see him at Oregon or perhaps filling in a spot if somebody else gets hired elsewhere.
1: Raj, you said – hold on one second. You said everybody cutting in front of Fickle except the people that are not in the playoffs, right? So people in the playoffs are not cutting in front of Fickle. Those coaches. Everyone else is.
3: Well, Brian Kelly kind of did. I mean, in terms of the line to get hired.
1: Didn't Brian Kelly do that? He's not in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm
3: not saying – I'm just talking about the eligible – Candidates, obviously Saban's not going anywhere. Uh, Kirby Smart's not going anywhere. So, you know, maybe overplay his hand. I don't know. Um, We're also going to find out if he can coach next year. There is a lot of talent coming back, but I looked it up, and for all of the all-conference Cincinnati players, and there's a lot of them in their conference, the All-American, there are, I think, seven seniors that are all leaving. Uh, plus, Amon Gardner, their cornerback, he's going to NFL for sure. He's really good. Uh, but, uh, obviously, Desmond have, Ritter, they, a number of thirty players. seniors,
1: They have 30 seniors on their team yeah. right now.
3: They have way more. And yeah, and plus, these are all all conference guys.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't know what their recruiting's been like. I mean, I would go there if I was one of those kids, but we're going to find out if he can coach real soon. And, that's exactly. Why, I mean, I right. thought he was a done deal. I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to bounce for sure, and that was one of the reasons. Um, yeah, those seven or eight are just the all-conference team.
1: Yeah, but it's can you bounce on? Can you so, can you bounce on your team when you're number four in the playoffs and you're going to the playoffs? You can't I bounce mean, on unless you're Jer- Brian, Brian Kelly would. You know, at that school. This is a one
2: time Kelly did bounce
3: once in a lifetime thing knows. for. I mean, Yeah, that's the consequence. I admire him. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing for Cincinnati, and he didn't want to distract from his kids now.
0: So if if he gets hired, it'll be because
3: somebody else gets fired.
1: Yeah, you have to stick it out, though, right?
0: If your goal is to be an NFL head coach, you wait this cycle out because NFL jobs are coming in about five or six weeks.
2: For sure. Is that possible? Robbie Davis, last Uh
0: words on coaches.
2: Yeah, so, of everything that's happened, all these coaching jobs, I would be the most shocked if Kiffin took the Miami job. To me, that would be just, what are you thinking? Since the Orange Bowl closed, when when they used to play in the Orange Bowl, it was rowdy, it was... Miami, it was the U. Since they moved to Hard Rock or whatever the whatever the state sun whatever the the Dolphin Stadiums called now, it's further off campus. Um, it's South Beach, like 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 what we saw in Southern Cal, um, UCLA, LSU. No one's at the games unless they are good. Kiffin already has loyalty, and like uh, Rod said. Ole Miss, Oxford, nothing to laugh at if you're the god on campus. Like, I do not go down to a rebuild. When I just won 10 games at Ole Miss, I see the tea leaves. I mean, Saman's only going to be there for so much longer. Auburn's, like, they're f- fading off. No, I there's n- – I again, I would be – as shocked as anything if Kiffin left Ole Miss right now. He's beloved. Hey, he seems happy. Sorry. And um, you, the ACC is irrelevant for nine weeks out of the season. There's Miami Florida State, which is not seem good anymore. And there's Clemson, Virginia Tech. There's a couple of good games, but money's a powerful thing.
1: Okay, to, uh, oh, this, oh, this is what I think
3: is going to happen.
2: Pop it up what Miami can pop, pop it up.
3: This rumor is gaining steam, and this is what I think is going to happen. I think Luke Fickle is going to get his dream job because Ryan Day will be coaching the Chicago Bears. That will open up the job at Ohio State. There have been rumors of his uh, interest. No. We don't know. Is... Uh, that's the speculation, but,
1: you know, yeah. if he wants to Reck- coach in the reckless. pros – speculation. That's, it is not happening. It is.
3: But if he wants to coach the pros and coach Justin Fields, uh, no better city than Chicago. Yeah. He's a Midwest yeah. guy. Chicago is the who, Midwest. That's you, know should, so maybe that. that's what you know what started
1: doing. these rumors? Is an is a Ohio State Buckeye forum where people would love to marry Ryan Day back with Justin Fields just because he lost to Michigan. Do you think he's going to leave after he lost to Michigan? Are you kidding me? The, hey. There's
2: no, no way in hell. No, that, way. that, what, what you call that? That's not reckless speculation. That's Jimmy Sexton, one oh one. I'm gonna get all my coaches paid.
0: All right, guys. We
3: had hey, so much. Maybe his dream is so to be an long. NFL coach.
2: <laughs> it if is not
3: NFL coach and the Bears. I'd have to jump. That's a Midwest, probably the team he grew up with. He'd have to jump. I don't know. I mean we don't know.
1: Yeah, and beat Urban Meyer one day.
0: It it makes sense. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, that guys, would actually be awesome. But... We have to head into our weekly segments before we hit a hundred minutes. We just did ninety-seven wow. minutes on coaches' searches. So which we had so much more show. Let's I hope baseball be... doesn't end up in a lockout. That's that's the one thing I'm gonna say. Um is anybody got anybody you would like to put on upset alert this week? Because I have one. I'll let anybody else go first.
3: Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again, please?
0: I'll um, let anybody else go first. I'll
2: um, yeah, I'll put Oklahoma State on upset alert. I mean, they're they're the, they're the no. the closest, closest matchup. Um, Baylor has potential. I mean, they're they're well coached. I just don't know if I trust Oklahoma State. Um, that would be my one if I had to put anyone upset alert. But I think it's going to be pretty chalk this weekend.
0: Brennan, Jane, you got one.
1: It's vanilla. I mean, I think uh, I'm going to take. Oregon over Utah. It's a good one. Jake. I think. I think uh, it. They're minus three. I mean, it's super vanilla. Like, yeah, whatever. Wow.
3: Hey, it's hard to beat a team time. twice. I know. Uh, Oregon played in Rice Eccles on a Friday night. That stadium. I think they're like fifty and zero on a Friday night. It's insane. Cold weather. I mean, Oregon had no chance in that game. They are a three-point underdog. I don't know why, but Appalachian State is a three-point favorite over Louisiana. Louisiana beat them 41-13. Maybe Appalachian State didn't have a, their quarterback. I have no idea. But
2: is Napier
0: coaching the name or did he already leave? He's gone.
3: That must be That's, the case. Yeah, I'm still taking Louisiana. Win with his guys. I mean, They crushed him last time. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure an assistant coach. But yeah, yeah, you got to see coordinator stuff up there. Yeah, and I'm about to go bet on Louisiana right now because I think that's going to come down to even, if not the other way.
0: Reckless speculation. I'm going to put. That's probably Georgia, my put your nuts too. I'm putting the Georgia Bulldogs on upset alert, and here's why. Georgia's schedule, not by Georgia's fault, to me is weak. The East was a train wreck. The Clemson game, Georgia scheduled. Clemson is obviously not Clemson. I think Alabama's had to grind to get here. I think this vaunted Georgia defense, if it has a situation that they are susceptible to, it is a running quarterback. I also, I hate Nick Saban, but his back's against the wall, so I'm going to take Nick Saban. I'm going to put the Georgia Bulldogs on an upset alert, and I'll start my bet you're nuts with I'm taking Alabama plus six and a half. Versus- oh, you
2: got to go money line after all that talk. Well, yeah, go I- money. <laughs> straight money line.
0: I- I'm not going to yeah. go money line with my real money. I'm taking my six and a half. But that is my pick. Robbie Davis, I'll, my bet you're nuts, Alabama beats Georgia money line. Robbie Davis.
2: Um, so, mine's a little difficult because the lines aren't out yet. Um, so, this is going to be more of a generic confidence kind of thing.
0: <laughs> is this NASCAR for 2022?
2: <laughs> Not yet. Um, like but... The volunteers travel to Boulder this weekend, um, and they're going to play a talented Colorado team with a huge front line. Um, So I project the. Let me pull up Ken Palm real quick and see what his projections are. That'll give us an idea. I think I
0: saw this right before we came on the Futures line. I think it was Tennessee. Colorado's not going to be great.
2: They have so, so so Tennessee's That's a Tennessee. Kim Palm says Tennessee by three. So I'll take that as the line three, three and a half. Um, Colorado's got a great front line. They're going to be big. They're going to be tall. They're going to rebound a lot. The problem is you got the three point shooters against what it doesn't. It's not a good matchup. Tennessee, I think, it's going to wear them out. They're going to score twos. Tennessee's going to score threes. It becomes a mathematical game. What the, war, the Warriors changed the game. Tennessee's adapted. This team can shoot really, really well. And Kennedy Chandler is a stud. Uh, Tennessee comes into Boulder. Uh, they win by five or more. Before, before we move on, I ate prime rib
0: with Steve Hamer from the Balls Legends from the 80, 1980s this weekend. Nice. Seven foot tall. Nice. nice. Who's up next? Let's go with Roger Meadow. What's your bet? I think, think I'm the last one. Oh, it's
3: Chain. I, I mean, you guys heard it. I'm going with uh, uh, Louisiana over Appy State. Now, like Robbie, college basketball is my thing. By the way, the Pac-12 kicked off. Number 20, USC. Number 17 in some is facing Utah at home tonight. Uh, 11.30 East, Lovely 8.30 plan. West. So, just FYI. Uh, I I finally found a site that gives college basketball lines, so I'm looking at it quickly. Um, Colorado did lose to Southern Illinois. Uh, They are big, but they lost a couple guys. They can play defense. Um, They lost a couple guys. The big dude, Evan Batty, he's been there for like 18 years. He looks like, uh, I don't know, Fat Albert. I'm not sure, but... (laughs) Uh yeah, I'm trying to read college basketball lines quickly uh for tomorrow. They haven't posted a lot for tomorrow, but yeah, I'll go with uh, uh uh
1: Louisiana.
0: All right, Jane.
1: I got two of them. One I'm going USC over cal plus 4. New hire Lincoln Riley. They're gonna be pumped up. These guys are gonna win the game. My second one is next week. Raj being late by two minutes, over under plus one hundred.
0: Nice, nice, oh, nice. All right, hey, who wants that action?
3: <laughs> Come
0: on, Rob. I would. Take oh,
3: it that's
1: easy money. Yeah, we're taking the under.
3: Yeah, under. And on my honor, I would not do it just because I like chain the best of you guys. I would not make him win. Uh, I'm literally mindless, and uh, I'm not going to do it intentionally. I will likely be late. (laughs) (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) Final words for me Hey, dude, we call it IST. Indian Standard Time is an hour and a half. After the start of an event, IST. So, I'm being early.
0: Actually, I mean that's the way I see it.
1: It's relative. Raj. I what so there. Me
0: tonight is Chattanooga has its first opportunity. The voters just approved the lockout to happen at midnight. By the way, breaking news: Chattanooga has its first chance to hold the Blue Cross Blue Shield Bowl this weekend in lovely Finley Stadium. We have. Uh, a couple of s- s- local teams and a couple of semi-local teams playing Thursday. Macaulay plays on Friday. South Pittsburgh plays along with Tallahoma playing Saturday. Uh, if you get a chance, go out and support this event. It's an event that should be in Chattanooga. It's been hosted in Cookville, which I thought was horrible up until this year. Yeah. So if you get a chance, Please go one day. I will be there Friday night. Uh, I'm going to see South Pittsburgh play, who is near and dear to my heart. I covered both South Pittsburgh and McKenzie this year. So I'll watch that game. And then at 7 o'clock, the greatness plays. Alcoa wins another 3 8 state championship. So I'll hang around and watch some Alcoa. But please, if you have nothing to do this weekend, go watch the final week. Of Tennessee High School football at Finley Stadium in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. Brandon Chain, what's your uh, closing words?
1: Closing words. um,
0: Besides, I really enjoy going to the NFL.
1: Ryan Day is not going to the NFL. That's not even a question. No, I'm just saying, I. I really enjoy this podcast. I enjoy talking and shooting the crap with you guys. Um, a lot of good insight, a lot of uh, reckless speculation going on. It's always fun. Um, I love it. Please tune in every week. Uh, we actually do try hard here. Um, so, yeah, please support us if
0: you can. Like and follow, which we suck at saying. Like and follow. Oh, yeah. Give us five-star ratings. Robbie, you, you already spoke, so you're going next.
2: Um. So, in my endless quest to fix scheduling for sports, I want to touch base with college basketball for a little bit. So... I was in Savannah over the Thanksgiving week. And so Sunday to Thursday, I was able to, you know, bar hop and do different things. And there was always a basketball game on that I could watch all during the day, the night for Thanksgiving week. It's perfection. And don't follow that up with the ACC Big Ten challenge this week when football's going on, you wait till the Christmas, Christmas, after Christmas to New Year, leading up to the bowl games when the NFL's dead, everyone's at home with their families, put the challenges, put the big SEC big 12 challenge, big 10, big 12 challenge, put the big 10 ACC challenge, put that during that week. It would be awesome. And that leads right up to conference play. It's, I'm just destined to be a conference commissioner.
0: I like it. I like it. All right, Roger Meta, or as we oh refer- oh wait, to- hey, one,
2: wait wait wait. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. One last word before I go. Um, I want to congratulate Brandon on beating me in the toilet bowl. Um, all signs look to um my most embarrassing year. My most embarrassing year as a, an adult. Um, I've got to win a play uh, – not even a play. I've got to, I have to win a consolation game to avoid finishing in last. A lot of pressure.
0: Uh, and a 24-hour stay in the local waffle House.
1: That's right. Uh, one more thing. Congratulations to Buckeyes basketball,
0: beating Duke last night. So. That was an
2: awesome game. Yeah, that heck yeah. A game. It's
0: going to be a – Congratulations was- to the Georgia Bulldogs who just beat Memphis.
2: Yeah. The two and five Absolutely.
0: Georgia Bulldogs upset Memphis. Should we refer nice. to you as Riley Meadow from here on out, or is it going to be, Rod Lincoln? Just which way are you going to go with it? Mm. Uh,
1: I'm pretty man of the people.
3: I'm a statesman, and yes, I am very democratic. I'm tall. I used to be skinny. Uh, I'll go with Lincoln.
2: All right, Trailblazer had a time. child.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, I'm back with Rob. Do you pay for Ken Palm? Cause I don't know where you saw those odds. Um, oh we yeah. Can talk about it after this.
2: Yeah, of course okay, i pay for, pay for it. Actually me and Aaron split okay. it year after year. But yeah, we have a Ken Palm membership.
0: Oh mute Rob. You shouldn't say that out loud. Okay. Go ahead, Raj.
2: Oh, sorry.
3: Well, I was going to talk about my alma mater, UC San Diego. One of them that, uh, Made the jump last year into Division One and was winning consistently. They were undefeated. They beat Cal, uh, first time beating a, a Pac-12 school. Uh, they lost the last two games. So I'm going to switch gears and talk about Chattanooga basketball. Uh, yeah. UTC, I'm not a homer. That's a damn good team. Uh, they have that John Batiste back again, a floor general. Uh, they have the Kansas five-star who transferred mm-hmm. and had some mm-hmm. trouble in the past uh, with De La Silva or De Silva. I can't think of his name right now, uh, but he's De coming Silva. together. They play well as a team. De Silva, thank you. Everybody came back. Um, people had said Furman or Wofford in that conference. Uh, it's Chattanooga. Not only do I think they're going to the tournament, not only do I think Jimmy Kimmel's going to be happy because the last time they went, like, Twenty years ago, Jimmy Kimmel uh, always picks one team, and he picked Chattanooga partially, in jest. But uh, he asked the world, "What is a mock?" Uh, I'm not sure ever, uh, but they're going to be good, and I think they will beat one, maybe two teams. Uh, you want to run into this team? I assure you that, and I think they're going to win uh, their conference, and you know I can see them winning one or two games in the tournament. So watch out. And watch Chattanooga basketball. People in Chattanooga, it's a great product. Uh, Go check them out. And they're super fun to watch. So, yep, that's awesome. And case in point, like what Shane said, I mean, Gonzaga barely beats Tarleton State. Duke beats them. Then Ohio State beats Duke. It's going to be a hell of a ride this year. Watch college basketball. Hell of a run. talk to us in I April.
2: I think this has a chance to be one of the greatest seasons ever. Well oh and, and just trivia, I can't believe Purdue's never been number one before. Dude, yeah, they I look mean, like the best team in the country right now. Yeah, like they are really good. Really,
1: they, they they are legit.
0: And to Roger's point legit. about the mocks, they are six and one, have already beat basketball powers, Lolola Mount Mar- Marymount have beat UNC Asheville. Uh they have their one loss was a two point loss to VCU at a last second shot to win it. They have I didn't know they lost. Yeah they, they lost to VCU Saturday. Uh to and, Charleston. To Charleston. And they what well, was it Charleston? No. They beat Charleston. It was
3: it was Charleston 68 66 and there was a tip at the buzzer
0: oh yeah brutal it right yeah had, i had it backwards they beat bcu 56 54 so that's 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 them playing up in the mid-major level and having some success it's a great basketball team maybe we'll go do a show from there one night and just from the stands do a, a reckless speculation i, I think i could get that approved Love so
3: I'm looking at it real quick. Malachi Smith, one of their best players, a Wright State transfer, was two for 11 in that game, usually averages 16. Uh, that's probably the reason why. Everybody else was pretty steady, but they're better than Charleston. I was hoping they were still undefeated. They lost as on a tip as time yeah. expired. That's brutal. Brutal. So uh, you know what happened? Somebody didn't box out, but they're still a hell of a team to watch, and I'm looking forward to them coming home.
0: Guys, this show didn't suck tonight. So, for Randall Cunningham, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, never Robbie Davis, we'll not try to suck again next weekend. I really thought we had something to be proud of this week. So, we'll see you next week. We never suck. Not, try not to suck again.
2: Thank you all. Yeah, what are you talking about? We never suck. We Love it. Suck
0: oh, ever. I suck sometimes.